Thanks for listening to this episode of Heroin Truth. It's producer Forrest here today because I'm bringing you an interview with T.J. Brennan, who is working for the Colorado Health Network Pueblo branch. When I overheard T.J. talking about fentanyl test strips, I knew I had to have them on the show. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is T.J. Brannon. Um, I'm a harm reductionist, grew up in the South, and uh, now live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, so I work for a local uh, public health nonprofit that uh, operates a syringe exchange in Pueblo, Colorado. What is What do you think the difference is to Pueblo, Colorado having a syringe exchange versus not? I mean, I know it makes a tremendous difference, um, but we track a lot of data as far as what overdose rates are looking like, what, uh, you know, commu- like infectious disease that is particularly communicated by blood to blood contact is looking like. And I mean, it's early yet because the program only started operating a few years ago, but we are seeing a decline in overdose deaths. Um, we're seeing less hepatitis C transmission. Um, and that, that, that's a big deal. What do you see as the best ways to reduce harm in uh, the context of the opioid epidemic? Oh, man. Uh, wow. One of the big things, I mean, that I think is uh, more on the realistic end of the spectrum, at least in the near future, is um, supervised use. Um, so it's especially in Europe and in, uh, in Toronto, there are supervised injection sites where you can actually, like, bring your product, whether that's, you know, meth or heroin or or anything like that. um, And you can use it in front of a medical professional um, who can then monitor you for signs of overdose and intervene if things aren't looking so good. Um, They can also help you in a lot of other ways. Um, It's my understanding that at least in some places, um, you can actually have somebody like they can do everything for you except actually push the plunger. So they can even like make sure you register in the vein appropriately and they can help you inject much more safely so that you don't get these abscesses. Um, and that wow. would just make a tremendous difference. Um, um, I re- very recently, um, the city and county of Denver voted to approve a safe injection site, but the state legislature shot it down. Um, but even the fact that it was brought before the state legislature is, I, in my opinion, a pretty big step. We've been distributing fentanyl test strips because, you know, that's one of the, the big sort of scares in um, especially the, uh, the heroin supply in the U.S. Um, even though actually we know that fentanyl began appearing in the U.S. heroin supply as early as like the late 1970s. Um, so this is not like a brand new thing, but it is something that is becoming a lot more widespread. And since fentanyl is so potent, we uh, distribute those fentanyl strips just so our clients can have some sort of idea about you know, how they want to use fentanyl, if at all. Um, we know that something like uh, about a quarter of our clients, when their substance does pop up as positive for fentanyl, will just throw it out. Like they just won't use it at all. And something like 80 or 90% of our clients modify their use habits in some other way, whether it's using more slowly or smoking instead of injecting. And again, that makes a really, really big difference for people. You know, it's empowering to know like what's in your substance and knowing how to use it carefully. How often are they finding fentanyl and where are they finding fentanyl? Um, We are finding, and it's preliminary results because we've only been distributing fentanyl test strips for um, about the last half year or so, but it's looking like about 55, 60% of the heroin in Pueblo County uh, is positive for fentanyl and almost 70% of the meth is positive for fentanyl. Wow. What is it just, what does it look like a day of working at the clinic? How, you know, what are your interactions with the clients? Um, yeah, yeah. So 
our clients, uh, it's kind of up to them. Um, we have clients who come in and don't say anything to us, but you know, maybe they've had a hard day or they're just like not super in a place where they want to trust us. And you know, that's fine. Like we just kind of, you know, do the same thing for them as we would anyone else. We take their little order slip, um, that says what supplies they want and what gauges they want, anything else like that. Um, when we fill up their bag and give it to them and just tell them, you know, be safe, have a good day. Like glad you're here, you know, whatever. And some people come in and they want to talk about like, oh man, like, oh, I got, I just got in this argument. Like, oh, like my water got cut off. You know, it could be any number of things. Um, and, you know, we'll sympathize with them and try to like, you know, connect with them at least a little bit. But just about, yeah, just about everybody who comes in, we smiles and says hi. And we say like, hey, like, we're glad you're here. Like, here's your supplies. Hope you have a good day. In general, most people are pretty much in and out. But if somebody wants connection to other resources or, they want to get tested for hepatitis C or something like that, then that's a conversation we can have with them. One thing we really try to focus on is, you know, really just being as friendly and open with a client as you would expect from like, like a coffee shop or something. We don't treat them any differently. We're always, you know, telling them we're happy to see them, that like we're, we'll thank them for coming in. We make eye contact with people and smile. Um, we just treat it like it's just no big deal at all because we think that, if people trust us and believe that like we have their best interests at heart and care for who they are, not care about what they do, that that can um, long-term have really positive effects for you know their behaviors, whether that's using more safely or maybe making the decision to stop using entirely. I would like to thank everybody I worked with at Colorado Health Network for this story. You'll be hearing more from them in future episodes of Heroin Truth. El Paso County, where I live, has the highest number of overdoses in the state, but no syringe exchange. Let me know what you think of that at heroinetruth at gmail.com.